And then he said, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills. I can't catch a break, guys. Yeah. Get them the fuck away from me. I can't, I can't be around those guys. People think, oh well, cleaning your room, that's just a cliche. It's like, yeah, really, eh? Just go ahead and try it. If people had any idea how powerful sleep is for healing from anything, and the fact that it's free. My mind is absolutely bulletproof, solid as a rock. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome <laughs> to another episode of the Pint Fit Show. Um, how are you doing, guys? How are you, how are you both doing today? Are you good? Let's get a one to ten. How is everybody feeling? Uh, nine. Nine and a half. Pretty good. Uh, uh, I'm, at least a, I'm at least a seven. I missed work out today, so I am um, beating myself up at that. Shite bike. I'll make up for it this evening. I'll make up for after work. Can you make well, up all you can it? do is get back on the horse. What would exactly. you say about make it up for it? You can't make up for it. It's gone. The opportunity's gone. You can only do what you could have done anyway. Yeah. So you so, now you can only make the now you can only make the best of the situation going forward. On that, um, because I was in a similar situation, got off first couple of days of the new year or absolutely then I got sick and then today's my first workout in about 10 days um, one of the kind of key principles and somebody else it was Peter Atia, actually on his podcast with BioLane he recently mentioned this as well was like if you miss a workout the most thing you do the next day is workout if you have a bad meal the most important thing to do the next day or the most important meal is the next meal so it's always about trying to nip it in the bud as soon as possible because even today to get that bit of workout done it wasn't even a great workout um just the inertia it's so hard to get going again once you lose momentum it's really is it really is so so difficult to get going again but i feel like as a rule of thumb that really helps you don't get into that um into that position where you've just completely lost momentum like if you have miss a workout like you know this whole thing we used to always say like miss a day that's fine shit happens life gets in the way just never miss two days in a row and if you miss a workout make sure you get back into the workout the next day and or if you have a bad meal try and make sure that the next meal would be then whatever you consider to be a healthy meal or on plan on track does that make sense what do you think of that yeah, what, what i think it's really good but uh, i think i have another piece of advice for people who are trying to get back on track and that is to lower the barrier to entry to a point where it seems like it's like challenging enough that it's worth doing but easy enough that you're like of course i can do that does that make sense so um like just yeah. show up it's like you can do the easiest workout, the easiest version of whatever you want to do, but just show up to start building that momentum. If it's like Joe, instead of Joe overhauling your whole diet again, it's like, can you start drinking more water? Commit to two liters of water a day, done, easy. That's not hard, right? Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're oriented in the right direction. One, one of my favorite kind of uh, thoughts on days off and all that kind of stuff is what Jocko Willing says is, it's like life gives you day, days off. So this is the kind of whole thing, like you miss a workout. And so it's like, you know, don't take days off. You like, ideally you build your schedule that there's something getting done, like physically every single day. And like, again, the, kid, the kids will get sick, you know, you something will happen that you can't get to that workout. There are your days off. Your days off will be given to you. So if you're still in the frame of mind where it's kind of like, oh, this is a day on, this is a day off, this is a day on. You know, sometimes, especially if you're just starting out, it can be very, very hard to kind of keep the momentum going. Like, you can have a long weekend and now, just that's all your momentum gone. It's like, whereas, you know, actually, really what you should do is you should schedule a walk on Saturday or Sunday. You know, if you're a more advanced trainer, maybe that would be a jog or maybe a heavy stretching session. You know, maybe one day it's weight training, one day it's cardio, whatever it is. But it's like, you should actually have something scheduled at all times, every single day. And 
if you miss one, fair enough, don't beat yourself up because you know there's another one coming around tomorrow. You know that there's a, and um, another thing that I would say is kind of about the whole inertia thing because I was something similar to yourself, Steve. Um, I was actually absolutely on fire um, just coming back from a good workout streak and then I got sick and then I can kind of feel immediately the wind taken out of my sails. But I'm set up in a situation like I literally have working out booked into my like my work calendar. Like so, it's like there's no option. That and that again. I think I said that in the last podcast is like taking your options away is the best advice that I have to anyone. It's like you, it's this should not be a choice. You know what should be a choice and is it should be entirely up to you. Every single session is your intensity. You should buy like I would say keep showing up to whatever circuit or whatever session you want. And give whatever intensity you feel like that day. But you should be obligated to show up. That's what I think. And I feel like you should also be very, very lenient initially, especially if you're just starting out and you're struggling with workouts, you're struggling with motivations. Like, don't feel obliged to work hard at all. Just do something. And people severely underestimate how valuable it is doing any kind of movement. You know, it's like just keep getting that done. The compounding effect of that is over the course of a year, like you'll have a completely different body and then we can kind of get into the conversation about nutrition yeah i 100 agree with that. i think that's such a good i think them two rules combined would mean that nobody would ever fall off track ever again if they live by them principles one you know if you miss a day that's fine just go back back on the wagon i've never missed two days in a row as a rule of thumb never missed two days in a row and then lower the barrier i think that because I, I do that a lot like um you know i'll just go for a walk i'm like oh fuck, i'm up in the gym not feeling it yeah, but I'll go for a walk and I still feel pretty good listening to the podcast, puts me in really good headspace. Um, and it, again, it doesn't feel like a waste of time. So I would and then the next day you also, want to work out as well. Exactly. Or kind of or or usually it leaves you itching for work. I'm like, oh fuck, I probably could have done a workout there. You know, I, mean? I probably yeah. could have, I probably could have went for I probably could have went for a run. And then I'm a little bit e- more eager then to to do it the next day. Um so I, I think that is very, very useful. Um, cause even today my workout was even cut in half there because I forgot about the podcast. I was working away, kind of getting into the flow of things. I've done I've done a, a couple of kilometers in the treadmill and lift a little bit of weights, and I want to do more. Um, and I'm in that kind of mindset. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go back out now in the this evening and, and do 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 another half an hour an hour. Um, so yeah, no, I think that is great advice. Great advice because the kind of as kind of Pete suggested, kind of today's podcast um, is around a follow up on the first podcast we've done of the year, which was essentially about New Year's resolutions and how. You know, although we're only, you know, into the third week of the new year now, this is kind of where most people tend to start falling off the wagon, let's say. Um, so what advice would you have for anybody who feels like they've already failed? It's already, you know, um, the worst dreams have already come true. The set, set started your great intentions like we had, and then, you know, shit got in the way, whatever happened, happened. And now they feel like they're starting from scratch again. What well, The thing that makes me most nervous about New Year's resolutions is, I like even outside New Year's resolutions as a coach. Anytime I see anybody doing anything extreme ever, I get nervous. Is it because extremes in my experience? And I and again, I this has come from somebody who used to do extremes because that's it's a it's a it's kind of a novice mentality. It's what you do when you start it. You think that the best thing to do is to overhaul everything, and nothing makes me more nervous because in my experience, and I, again, this with all the will in the world it is one percent out of a hundred of people who take on an extreme that manage to keep it up. So anytime anybody takes on anything extreme and they go down the overhaul route, it makes me extraordinarily nervous because I just don't think 
it's very well it's, it's not it's not very sustainable or maintainable at all and that's generally why most people have already failed because they tried to overhaul their life instead of doing something small and sustainable and that's not sexy it's not a sexy sell like and again so what you should be doing is if you're re- if you're really struggling with your new year's resolution is as we said again already lower the barrier to entry if you want to build muscle instead of chopping and changing everything you should be 110 percent committed to eating one chicken fillet a day to eating one protein shake a day to doing 50 push-ups a day to do you know like some a habit instead of focusing on like this is the goal that it's like what's something small as a subsect of that goal that's like come at this with a, a mindset that i'm useless what's the What's about all I can manage, right? What's about all I can manage? What's the minimum barrier to entry that I genuinely know that I could do and start there? So again, like for me, I think it was, what age is Mason now? I think he was about six months old when I started this. So he's he's three as of yes, Saturday. I think I should know that. So about, about 20 months ago, I started a habit of a protein shake a day. And I remember I was mixing Mason's bottle and my protein shake at the same time. And that was the habit. And so... That was the habit. So it's like we're going to make scoops together. We're going to scoop them in together. We're going to shake them together. And that's the habit. And that's the, the one big habit that I managed to maintain. That's gotten me, I would say, you know, the bulk of my momentum in terms of nutrition. Because I know right well, it's like if I get that shake in today, you know, that's 50 grams of protein. That's a significant step forward for the like least amount of effort. And so it's like, what is that habit that's going to work for you? Instead of trying to overhaul everything, it's like, what can you take on that's really small, really simple, and doesn't require an extraordinary level of willpower, but will also be a big vote in the direct or in the for coming back to identity, a big vote for identity, fitness identity. And that's kind of what we want to get. It's like, we want to get those votes in and we want to make it very easy to vote in that direction. Um, I think it's also important to uh, be aware of the task being too small that it's easy to dismiss so like if it's you know, drink a glass of water in the morning i can leave it or if it's like yeah. meditate for five minutes ah it's fine if i don't do that like silly stuff like that there if it's easy to dismiss uh, and it doesn't have some sort of a weight where your ego is like i did good today joe it won't have the same sort of pull but you should it should be something easy enough that you can do that you would do that's the most important part if you can do it and you would do it well then Set your mind on that. If it's something that you can do, but you don't really want to do, well, then maybe you pick something else. Yeah. As Jim Rohn says, it's easy to do. It's easy not to do. Exactly. But, after, so what do you say? Go on, sorry. Sorry, just Jim Rohn used the example, an apple a day. It's like, why do most yeah. people not do it? It's easy not to do. That's why. Yeah. But, 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 and then he also says, and it's just uh, like paradigm shift. And I, I thought anyway, it was like, you know, what if it was that easy? I mean, what if yeah. it was that easy? Imagine it was. Imagine an apple a day really would keep the doctor away. You know, just getting some vitamins, minerals, fiber. You know, because a lot of this stuff is about the, let's say, the greater impact and how, you know, because you take the protein shake, how does that impact your choices throughout the day? Like we kind of talk about, you know, like exercise. I feel like based on my observations over the years, like exercise is the keystone habit. That thing that when people exercise, they eat better, drink more water, sleep better, better routine, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of has this kind of, um, outsized positive impact across other areas of their life. So what 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 other you know keystone habits are or do you guys feel that when people focus on them, when you see people doing these simple things, that it has outsized returns across the uh, other aspects of living, you know, living a, a healthy lifestyle, whatever that means for people or yourselves. Um what what are the keystone the key habits that 
that build up. Yeah, what do you what do you feel like are, are those things? Them them small things that people tend so, to overlook that. One, a walk, easy walk, uh two, meditation, and three, protein shake. Post workout protein shake. I feel like the workout I think would be like I do not a workout I feel like is harder than going for a walk. And um, doing a workout is harder than having a protein shake and doing a workout is harder than meditating. Um, so I think they're easy, but they will give you the biggest bang for the buck. I actually don't agree. Um, I think I think for an awful lot of people, I feel like the workout is the easy part for them, and I feel like everything else just at, now again. I don't obviously disagree with your point entirely. I'm just saying I feel like there's some people who, again, because it's physically difficult, they I, I, but but again, it's not like they've kind of had it in the category where it's not really a choice. Like they can just do it automatically. It's like it doesn't carry that same weight. Um, behind it that is kind of like oh it's massively significant of a sacrifice but and and so again I do feel like it slips into that again small habit for them it's like it is actually only a small piece and people tend to try and again because of the physical effort they kind of equate it to like a massive piece it's like I mm-hmm. would say I so I would keep it in that, that category yeah well, I, I think you're right to, to some degree Um, it's definitely like there there is a uh, a lot of people who would say that you know working out is the easy part the nutrition is the hard part but in terms of like I'm, i just mean in terms of actual effort yeah you know, actual exertion um i think the other ones are easier uh, like meditation you just sit there uh, having a protein shake you just have to drink a shake um going for a walk like if, if i was like steven you have to go for a 5k run or you have to go for a walk what's easier you'd be like for a walk I spent a period, period of time doing that there recently and it kind of really kept me on track before I went to Portugal was like just because if I just have to have a stressful day and like I just couldn't face going for a run I just I go for a walk and it was so easy yeah and then you felt really good after right you still felt like I did something I built some momentum maybe I'll go for a run tomorrow maybe I'll go for a walk tomorrow who cares as long as you're I, going out spending energy I run. feel like I feel like exactly like what you said earlier on I feel like the hardest things for, for me to do and from what I've noticed other people to do are the things that are too, just far too easy to write off. That's kind of why I feel like the workout is the easy part because I feel like people are like, oh, it's, it's something obvious and it feels like you're you're moving mountains to do it, but actually yeah. you're not. You know, it's like, like I know I know people that worked out every day for a year and again, like physically didn't get the goals that they wanted. Again, cardiovascular wise was probably the only thing they improved because, and maybe lack of tolerance not even not even strength like i've i've seen people it's like and it, like for the effort that they put in the 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 return is minimal because again like you're not you're not repair you're, you're not giving your fuel your body the fuel to repair your bones and your tissues and that kind of stuff so it's like realistically like you're just plateauing like your strength is like you're doing well because again like you're staying in the same place so it's it's not you're not going to the opposite direction but actual growth really requires as you said chris all these little small things it's like it's going for the walk it's losing the weight it's hitting the protein it's hitting the calories it's making sure you're getting your micros in and those things are just so easy to overlook it's like once you get a workout in you kind of feel like oh i feel fantastic it's like uh you know it's it's it really i feel like again i this kind of back to the david goggins mentality it's like all those little things that you're overlooking it's like there there is where 90 percent of your progress is to be made it's like and, and the only reason because you're overlooking them it's like there's other people and they do them so simply and so easily like for some people it is workouts like i know a couple of people and they're a big thing that they're just not doing like they'll do nutrition out their ear they'll do everything but they avoid the workout but i feel like for the vast majority of people it's much easier to do the workouts than it is to organize and plan and structure and say no and like 
with with your nutrition and with again the walks and that kind of stuff well i i think um, one of the reasons people do that is because it's like a little ego boost and then allows them to say something like at least i'm doing so i'm doing it do you get me i'm doing the the big uh the big thing that is going to affect it which is like it's good to get into that habit but if you're just working out and you're not paying any attention to your nutrition like it's still better not working out but if you are looking to lose weight and you're still like eating too much giving it to all the little treats getting takeaways all that sort of stuff it's not going to help you much at all well here's here's what happens in your workouts if your nutrition isn't there is that you end up getting beat down by the workouts and you feel like you could have less and less to give or again less and less to give until you get like an like an easier session or a session that you're very strong at and your body doesn't take too much to adapt that then you recover and you're going to give a good strong session but it's just this big plateau period where it's like i found that when your nutrition is dialed in you show up to the next session with more to give and there's no better feeling than showing up to the next workout having done the extra work but more to give and you're like oh yes i can stick that extra five kilo on the bar and if you're getting to the stage again where your workouts is like and you're pushing the intensity and you're getting green light from your coach but you're you're literally like your numbers everywhere are staying the same there's no progress you know it's like it's 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 the little stuff it could be a mobility issue maybe it's a mind muscle connection issue but it's most likely probably a nutrition issue um i would push back against that a bit and say it's more of a recovery issue and nutrition helps with recovery like if you get a really good night's sleep first you don't get a really good night's sleep that's going to massively affect your recovery and your energy levels for your next workout so like sure. sleep i think is absolutely important i think sleep would be weighted way more important than nutrition like i know people who have bad diets but their recovery is really good because they can relax and all that jazz and let's say when i say bad diet i mean they're eating minimally they're eating mostly processed foods but they're not overeating too much um they because the recovery would be good they have no problem pushing in the gym versus someone who is let's say after a night out on a friday night and they're showing up on the saturday and they're hungover like they'll give what they got but like they don't have much does that make sense I would, I would push back on that again right so i would i would say the literally the exact opposite is that it's like no not in the example you give it. like if you're out for a night out and you're drinking yourself the next day your performance is dog shit but i would say if i could pick between somebody getting six hours sleep and full profile of nutrition log like hitting their macros on the ball or i could take somebody who's getting eight hours sleep and their nutrition's fucking dog shit like give me the lack of sleep guy any single day because although it's not optimal and although you're not going to be your best self it's like at least the tools are there and again in my experience of somebody who's chronically been without sleep and had the nutrition i know right well performance growth is possible but i also as somebody who has got full night's sleep and had shit nutrition i know i've gotten nowhere with poor nutrition and lots of sleep as opposed to uh, like slightly now the routine for my sleep has always been but the overall volume is not great but the nutrition is dial in i've always gotten better results um, with that and obviously we're going to get better results with both i would push back on bodies and say that intensity most important thing and that these people if they're if you would get they'd be considered a beginner to intermediate trainer it's intensity. They're not pushing themselves hard enough in the gym. They're not lifting heavy enough. They're not squeezing out that that extra rep or two. Um, That's the, that would be the main. Sorry, the main sorry, sorry to cut across, but my whole point, my whole point is like, let's say you have uh, a gas tank that goes up to hundred, and that's how intense you can go. Okay, and if your nutrition is dialed in and your sleep is dialed in, well, then you can crank that all the way up to hundred. But let's say instead of getting eight hours sleep, you only get six hours sleep. Well, now you're cut down to eighty percent of that intensity. And if your nutrition's bad, now you're cut down to 60% of that intensity. And now when you go to the gym, like all you have to give, you can't give 100% of what you could have given if you're bright-eyed, bushy-tailed and ready to go. Does that make sense? 
So I don't think if you if you put in if you put in the inputs, because remember, all your benefit comes from recovery. If you have the inputs, let's say again, you come in on a full night's sleep, all the inputs are there, the intensity is there. If the nutrition's not there, nothing happens. Or again, very little happens. And or again, it's not repeatable. It's like, yeah, fair enough. All right, we'll recover well. The body's an amazing machine, always super compensate and do its best. But then you keep doing that four times that week, it's like you're in a deficit now. It's like you're definitely not making progress. Um, I, and again, I agree that you are what you eat, and I agree that the nutrition has a big factor in it. But I like again, I think like it all comes together. It all comes together. If you have a good nutrition, I do listen. All right, let's yeah, go. I agree, go. I agree but sorry, I, I agree, but I feel like the main thing is the main thing is intensity. Like if these, like it really depends. I think training age is the most important thing. So it's like, are these people beginners, intermediate, or advanced? If people are in the beginner category, like you can get results, and I'll have your not have your nutrition perfect you can in terms of kind of strength and build a muscle like obviously we're talking like what's optimal you know like yeah. listen optimal is perfect sleep perfect blah, blah, blah. But i'm telling yeah. you these people have got poor sleeping habits not eating great if they're showing up three or four days a week to the gym and to the best of their ability they're pushing themselves they will get significantly stronger build a significant amount of muscle mass over a year time so what i would say is more so it's just that um, that person uh, that you mentioned or that you know that the avatar of the person who's been showing up for a year training consistently and isn't making any progress in terms of strength that person's an advanced athlete it's like okay well fair enough uh, because i think we need to remember that the natural state is atrophy and that we have like just to maintain requires effort and without, without any effort you will atrophy and get worse so the fact you're not getting worse is a small win in itself but if this person is more kind of towards the intermediate it's purely intensity they're not putting enough weight in the board or not pushing themselves hard enough in the gym do you, know, do you know why do you know why i disagree with that because in my experience is that when those individuals who ha haven't the nutrition do decide to up the intensity they get injured and that's that's been my experience in 70 or 80 percent of the cases like they oh it's a sore elbow now oh it's a, oh my back's starting to get dodged it's like and and again i know this from doing it myself it's like what makes those muscles feel like they're wrapped up and doubled down and tight and solid and relied reliable is the nutrition because again it's like i because i completely agree it's like when you have a novice it's like literally just basic strength training it's it's about activation and once you in past that initial point of activation it's like now we actually have to grow here and if you want to grow we and again the, the, like i would i would be super hard pushed to like and, and super cautious of um, any novice like again thinking that if i don't get my nutrition optimal that i'll make no progress that's not what i'm saying i'm saying it's like you know like if you're not even growing like if you're not increasing your protein like if it's not like at least you know a gram per pound per half pound of body weight you know it's like let's say you're 70 kilos like if you're not even getting 100 grams of protein in per day consistently you know it's like realistically like it's like once you pass those initial two three months it's like you're just going to now run in circles and again as you said baseline not atrophy but it's like that's not that's not realistically what most people want and if you do up the intensity you're going to find that you're running into all kinds of problems oh, oh a little twinge here or a little thing there it's like how the body reshapes itself is through damage and then repair and it's like and that damage is like is just going to keep occurring minus the repair if your nutrition is not dialed in and again like chris said and you said when you're training if the sleep isn't there it's like good luck having the energy levels to train at an intense level you just you won't feel confident to push and you won't feel like you've got the energy to push and it's like and again i know myself from training is like when you train really hard you can train four sections in a row and in that fifth section you feel like absolute dead it's like you just don't have it in you 
and there's some people and kind of that's their baseline because they're not recovering properly but they keep showing up and they keep showing up and it's like well how do we optimize your recovery nutrition and sleep and water and you know, mindfulness and getting out for walks and stuff like that but the big thing for me again i can't stress this enough is protein it's like it really needs to be protein like because again if you're not supplementing all your protein from whey you're getting it from chicken and you're getting it from fish and you're getting it from eggs it's like there's so much in that that is important for recovery from those whole foods that you're getting um for that are going to help you recover it's like that is so essential for your physical development that it if you are just kind of again, like, because I know that I did it, you know, eating pop tarts for breakfast, having pot noodles and, you know, sausages and noodles. And I think I said noodles already, sausages and fish fingers and chicken fucking dippers. It's like, there is nothing substantial in that. that like, you need fruit and veg and meat. It's like, you need so, fruit. Go, go um, I think, I think, um, I know I missed, I missed the last little segment, but I think the argument that users are arguing like two different things. Uh, I think Stephen is basically saying the most important factor when it comes to changing your body is intensity. And I think uh, we both already know, like we both, we all agree on that point, but I also think that and frequency and, and frequency. Yeah. But like the difference between someone who like, do you think, like, do you think that if you have, or if you have really poor sleep and you're tired, do you think that affects your capacity to work out intensely 100 percent yeah. 100 but what i what i what I, my, my, can I, my kind of point is more so because I'm, I'm kind of sticking on the on brandon's example of the person who's been training training for a year i'm saying if that unless that person is an advanced lifter that yes. has been training for you know 12 to 18 months consistently the reason they're not making progress is because they've been lifting relatively the same weight week in week out for six, yeah. five months no, I, I agree. Regardless of regardless of the unless they're unless their sleep is chronically bad, unless their nutrition is chronically poor. What if right? What, that, what if that's every, way to approach someone like that? Hold on. What what if every time they go to up the intensity, they feel a tweak? Any any ideas as to why that is? It's not. It's well, not something because they're not protein. There's a weight there. There's like, right. it might not be protein. It might be no. it might be mobility, but it could also like there's loads of different ways to increase intensity. There's loads. Like, it doesn't have to be more weight. It can be more right. rest. Exactly. It can be more time under tension. Hold the phone. We don't think it's protein. Huh? No. You don't think it's protein. It's wait there, no, protein. It's wait there. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not saying it's not protein. I'm not no, saying it's, it's not protein. Better. But if someone feels a tweak, Joe, it's not necessarily like you can't just say lack of protein. You can't just say it like it could be no. because they have a fucking bulging disc. It could be because they have a torn hamstring. It could be because Joe, their hip clicks a certain way. It could be Listen, because I'm saying, you, I'm saying your mechanics are off. Why have you not upped your intensity in the bicep curl? Oh, my elbow. Why have you not upped your your intensity in your overhead press? Oh, my shoulder. Why have you not upped your intensity in your deadlift? Oh, my back. Why have you not upped, upped your intensity in your in your squat? Oh, my knee. It's like these. This is a real conversation with multiple real people. Do I have because they're afraid to push because the body is not recovering optimally. It's not doubling down. It's not tightening up. It's not layering upon. And again, what would the reason for that be? I would say I would say sleep I would say sleep is more important than protein I will I disagree this is um, it because well, so, these, so, these things these things that you these things that you're referring to are, are I would say related to you know inflammation and sleep is going to be more affected rather than taking let's say just protein shakes because um, again it was not, if you remember it's not just protein shakes protein shakes are a great food but it's about you know Greek yogurt egg whites meat chicken fish it's like there's so much essential amino acids in these foods and micronutrients in these foods that it's like they all play a huge role in recovery and again 
if you, like what is inflammation inflammation is just damage it's like what like your body should be good at recovering from inflammation yes obviously sleep is key how many people do you know like again clients you know it's like sleep i don't have a client that struggles with sleep i've got clients that sleep too much like most people are getting seven hours like seven hours most people are good with seven hours no like, i i think uh, most people no, i think I, I think i think but I think you're right. I think most people aren't getting seven hours. I feel like yeah, most I think, people I think are. People, uh, right. I think people are people are chronically overslept. Anyone, anyone working kids, uh, young kids especially, are underslept. Well, I would say an average of maybe like five to six hours a week, and I think that's probably the reason that they're just never optimally recovering. As it even says in the in the intro there, like from Paul Check, like you know, like if people had any how powerful sleep was to heal from anything, you know, um, that that would be where I would in terms of like a. You know, a, a period, uh, say a little pyramid of priorities. I would put sleep. Well, remember, uh, sleep, sleep would still be at, at the top of my priority list because, like, I just don't think any underslept human being is going to be able to perform any kind of habit. Like, you're just going to be the most reactive version of themselves. So, I still do think I agree with it. It's number one, but I, 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 w- I would have assumed it's not most people's problem. Again, in my experience, when I talk to people. Most people's issue is nutrition, and again, I would love. I know you said that. I would love to do a poll in the members group. Let's figure out it's like how much are people sleeping. That would be a good idea. Be interesting Let's do it. it. I feel like we, we also do have a lot of data from from clients that you know have connected or say their Garmin, the Fitbit, their Apple Watch to to the to the uh, to the app. Yeah. And again, like it's it's not uncommon to see five hours as the kind of the typical amount of as the average consult- consultations. I would be like, shocked that was the case. What are these people doing? Get to bed. Because since they're yeah. staying up late, well, it's more. I think it's a lot to do with, with, with kids, and then the only time they have for themselves to feel like they can kind of relax, put their feet up, maybe spend an hour with their partner is you know 11, 12 o'clock. But they also the only time that they can go to the gym is six a.m. So you know, it's just you kind of burn the candle candle at both ends. Um, um, I also because I think because what we're because what we're sorry what we're kind of referring to, especially like protein targets and stuff like the typical amount of protein that the average person get, we're talking like in the range of like you know sixty to eighty grams a day. Um, like, which that, to be fair, like which is which we're, we're kind of more being relative to like you know what 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 does an athlete need what does you know a bodybuilder need you know like we're talking about one gram of protein per pound of body weight like the typical like the average Joe training three hours a week like you know we'll still get results like not again not oh, optimal but we'll still get results our, from sixty eighty grams our, most of our clients are training five times a week but for forty minutes yeah but again the total the total training volume is you know isn't isn't extremely high what we're kind of our kind of program is what i would consider to be kind of more lifestyle based rather than you know trying to get people in the gym like oh yeah like what we want to get the best possible results ever so again we'll I need to see if five days a week at least 90 minutes a time um but it's like that's just not sustainable for people people just couldn't train for the people that just literally couldn't fit 90 minutes plus a shower into their day so that's kind of why we're trying to make it more say more effective and efficient and again, because it's the root, the routine, it's the intensity and the frequency. If you're going to show up, can you show up three or four days a week? And when you get in, just do your absolute best. And then can you do that? I said three, four days a week. But this, when this, it comes to the training, the that's things, the most important thing. This is one of the things that I feel like is one of the reasons that kind of swinging it back to why most people kind of fail, you know, New Year's resolutions. Because you shouldn't have to have a New Year's resolution every year. And so I feel like if we're talking to, you know, New Year, New Me kind of people, I feel like we're talking to absolute novices. Uh, because I feel like if you are in, the, if you are at a stage where you're kind of like looking after yourself and you have good habits, it's like it's not necessarily about oh here's a brand new fresh start. It's like unless this is your generally your brand new fresh start, it's like it it should be a continuation process of you know what you're already doing. And like for me again, like as you said, like you know most people aren't athletes. It's like 
your 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 next level is starting like when are you going to start treating yourself like an athlete like why would you not be an athlete why could you not be an athlete it's like until that's kind of the paradigm you start seeing yourself like fair enough right you're obese now let's get the weight off you that's stage one you know you're overweight let's get you a healthy weight stage two is like now we need to start you along your athletic journey maybe you want to be a power lifter maybe you want to be a swimmer maybe you want to be a jogger maybe you want to be you know a power walker whatever your kind of thing is but it's like once we kind of start shifting the frame is to becoming an athlete we kind of up the standard a little bit and that's again now now the protein target is after going up and you know now the sleep requirement yeah. is after going up and this is kind of how we scale it <laughs> most people struggle with the absolute basics it's like well we kind of got to, got to cover the basics first and yeah fair enough maybe it's not 1.2 grams of protein per pound of body maybe it's 0.7 you know which again is fair enough but it's everything should be kind of on a spectrum it's like we should as as you said it's like we're like you have to fight hard just to stay in the same place hopefully that's not your goal you know, hopefully your goal is growth. So it should be always like, kind of like, you know, are we moving this needle up? Are you training more intensely? Are you eating more protein? Are you trying to get more sleep? Are you drinking more water? It's like, that's kind of, you know, the philosophy that yeah. I would be wanting for every single one of the clients here. Um, yeah, I think based on your, on your perspective there, we should like give an example of a beginner, then an intermediate and then an advanced client. What's a beginner client to you? So a beginner, a beginner client would be kind of somebody like let's talk level method. You know, it's like you're white or yellow, and mm. you struggle with basic uh, nutrition tasks. Like if I asked you to track your food, that you're kind of you're not able to track your food consistently because of you know things like you know. I, I, I'd push back and say that's more of an intermediate um, thing. Um, oh, yeah, it yeah, depends because it all depends how many how many points are we waiting for nutrition how many yeah. points are we waiting for for lifestyle how many points are we waiting for for exercise you could be you know a beginner in your nutrition and be an advanced trainer let's say yeah. um, True. True. and kind of and kind of vice versa but i feel, I feel like as Brian said the, the level method is probably one of the one of the better ways to look at i always kind of say to people like white white is novice yellow is beginner orange is good Blue is very good, and then ending after blue, then you're you're an, then you're kind of in athlete territory. I call um, I call I say just from a I training. Say, I say white white is a is a novice. I say yellow is a, you know as you said a beginner. Yeah, orange is what I call the keep fitters. So orange is like orange is like you are a beast in a circuit class, right? Yeah. Like if you go to a circuit training, like and you if you're orange and I show, pull you up into any circuit class in the country, you're going to do pretty well. And then I said orange are probably fitter than fitter than most of your friends. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then blue blue is where I start um starting addressing people as athletes. And it's like blue, you're an athlete now. It's like and in orange, it's like orange, like we're starting to approach your like athletic performance. So it's like I hope you're already, if you're orange, starting to view yourself as an athlete. If not, that transition period should be kind of, you know, turning in your head. But blue, if you want to start doing the blue stuff, it's like you really should be looking at yourself as an athlete. We're starting to do box jumps at blue. It's like you know, we're starting to hang power cleans or, or you've already done X amount of hang power cleans at blue, you know, so uh, burpees, you know, it's like that's, these double are unders. double unders. Like this is, these are, these are very difficult tasks. Oh, and if you're getting to that stage, yes, yeah, like you'd want to start doing yourself as an athlete. And for me, you know, unless you are 50 plus and just starting, it's like, you know, blue should be on the cards for every single member that we have. Because again, like fair enough, like if you're 50 and you're just starting, it's like orange would be phenomenal. You know, like absolutely phenomenal. Let, never mind blue. But it's like if you've already got, because actually to, to your point, Steve, to what you said earlier on, you know, it's like when we talk about like what is a beginner, it's like you can't really talk about it in terms of years, can you? Because like you know, as you said, it's about training age. Like you could be fat around the gym for six years and you're not haven't necessarily progressed. Would you agree? 
Yeah. And fair enough. And from, from, from a lifestyle perspective, maybe you're more advanced because you've been maintaining this routine for a long time. Um, yeah. But, yeah but, but your training age, not like your training, like the training age is like, how, how long have you stuck to a program consistently and applied mm. the principle of progressive overload? Like, you know, like, and you have to do that, you know, less than six months, you're a beginner, six to 18 months, you're intermediate, 18 months more, I'd consider you kind of, you're, you're touching, touching advanced. You're going to kind so, of start to reach the upper limit of your, your, say your genetic potential, let's say in that kind of time frame. Yeah, well, what so, about, what my question was, sorry, my question was like ho holistically in terms of training and nutrition and recovery, like all of that together, what would you classify as a beginner, intermediate and advanced? And like, what are, what are the main characteristics of a beginner in that thing when it comes to nutrition, training and recovery? Uh, for intermediate, what are the main characteristics for nutrition, training and recovery? And then for advanced? I feel, I feel like I kind of started into that and I feel like where we ended up on that one was that it's actually very hard to combine the three. Am I wrong? No, it's a, just, I know it's hard to combine them. Let's do it anyway. Okay, Let's combine okay, them right. anyway. Well, again, so I, like, I would... Beginner so nutrition, hard. beginner in training, beginner in uh, recovery. Yeah, so this is the definition given by PN for in terms of nutrition. It's like you should yes. be able to, able to follow basic instructions given by your coach, which is kind of why I said tracking the food on my fitness pal is like, you know, it's like if you're like now again with guided uh, supervision, it's like you should be able to be supervised and follow a diet plan that if you have a check in once a week that, you know, if your coach is checking in on you, that you follow the task given clear and simple instructions, you know? So, um, so my, the pushback that I was giving you on that is that, Someone who's an absolute beginner, um, like someone who's able to uh, follow a nutrition plan on my fitness pal and can do it consistently and reliably and stay within the car. I think that's like an intermediate to advanced characteristic rather than a beginner what characteristic. If, what if they, what if then we can make it easier and just say what about you know sixty percent of the time they can track? Yeah, yeah. Well, or like yeah, well, well, I, I would, would say, say more so like zero. Like, beginner would be zero yeah. to. 50% of the time where to do it once or twice to get the wee epiphanies from the information gleamed from tracking their own food. But then they can't, like, it's not a priority for them. They don't really care. So they don't really put in the effort to consistently do it. And um, because they've all these other distractions that uh, are, <laughs> so I would yeah, say I a actually, beginner, a beginner with food is, is like, is I would say a beginner, the, the things it was like maintaining one to three to simple nutrition habits. Yeah. They're trying to eat better. They're trying yeah. to maybe drink more water. They're, they're making an effort to get some steps in and they're showing up to work out one to three times a week. And that, yeah. and they're like, Oh, this is good. And then the intermediate, I would say is someone when it comes to training, they're starting to push for goals that they've set. So they're maybe like they can only really do four pushups and they're like, no, I'm I want to do 10. I really want to do 10 pushups. You know? And then it's like, and I want to deadlift this much. And I want to, but their numbers might not be anything dramatic or anything like that. And then, but the nutrition is like, oh, I'm making sure I'm getting my, my, my shake in after my workout. Um, but I'm still, I'm still going out with my friends on the weekend. I'm still doing this. I'm still doing that. Like they're still doing some bad habits, but everything is like, let's say aligned to like optimizing the performance a little bit, but not like max, maximum. And then the advance would be, Go on. All right. Based on this conversation, I feel like the majority of what I said at the start of this conversation was geared towards intermediates. Then, if that's yeah. what you're talking yeah, about, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and I think that, but I think the intermediate is someone who's trying to you know, make make a bit of push, and then the level three is like that's what it, it's all about. That it's like yeah. the whole life is built around you know getting these numbers. You know, they're they're optimizing their sleep. They're making sure they're up. They're having their like pre workout snack to make sure their glycogen stores are topped up. They're having their post workout shake and then their post workout meal, and they have their Tupperware in with them for their lunch. And they have you know like everything is in a row. And they're like they're like no, I can't go out this weekend. I've got a workout on Monday and it's a deadlift workout. And I'm making sure I'm hitting that PB. So uh, sorry, you know they're making all these different stuff. Like level three is like everything 
is secondary to the goals that they set. Whereas like level two is like, you know, they're setting goals, but like obviously they want to live their life and all that jazz. And then level one is like they can't do basic things and they're struggling with these habits and they're struggling with the uh, with you know, getting their steps and they're struggling with even getting a post workout protein shake and they're struggling with consistency consistency showing up to the gym. Yeah. What and, and based on say say this podcast argument is like uh, say a gear towards you know people that are starting you know New Year's resolutions which would be you know say novice novice kind of to beginner type clients. What do you feel like is the best advice you could give them going forward to kind of wrap this up? I would Chris, say. Oh, turn it up to Chris for sorry. Oh, for me, uh, the best best advice, um, Joe, pick, pick something cha- challenging enough that will motivate you, but not a uh, eat, but not so challenging that you're like it seems impossible. Um, and I think going for a walk first thing in the morning might be a, a good shout for that. That might be a really easy uh, starting point. And then committing to getting something like this and drinking that every single day. I think those those are really really good steps, and then I'd say um, find somewhere to work out, and like or even just show up to the gym every day without a plan, and just go on the treadmill for five minutes. Make sure that you just show up, even if you're not doing anything, just show up and get something done to where it's not a big deal to show up anymore. Because a lot of people they they like pedestalize going to the gym as in like they have to go and they have to lift all these weights and all this sort of stuff, whereas and that puts them off actually doing it. So uh, start small, but make sure that it's something that you can that you can be proud of yourself after doing if that makes sense because if, if you if you're like oh it was easy it was too easy or it was nothing well then you're not going to have that like little ego boost or the positive reinforcement for yourself what i well, my my advice would be consistency would well yeah sorry sorry is it my turn yes yeah sorry um yeah my, my would be consistency over greatness and so here's where you get your ego boost is don't rely on a big weighted effort. Get your get your boost from consistency. It's like one. It's like start thinking about you know days in a row. You know, start thinking about oh you know I've done something small, but I've done it for six or seven days. You know, I've done it for eight or nine days, and so it's like once you kind of start getting that momentum behind you, I can tell you one hundred percent. As soon as people who know you start to notice, that's kind of a very identity forming. Kind of period is like once you can hold it to where people are starting to kind of go, oh Chase, oh what are you, oh you're going out for that walk again, are you? Oh oh, there's Mister Shake for lunch. Oh, I never misses a protein shake or you know and stuff like that. It's like when you kind of start getting little kind of it when you start getting little kind of identity shifting patterns. You know, you start people start noticing because you have that much momentum behind you, and even if it's only small actions, like the consistency of those small things. And again, second to that is. There is no such thing as a small effort. And so, again, as soon as you kind of start writing off little behaviors, even though you know they're a crucial part of the process, you'll just stop doing them because you just don't see them as important. It's like put the most weight on very little actions and give yourself massive amounts of praise and, you know, be proud of those little things because over the course of the year, in my experience, that's been the things that are going to shift, you know, the tide for you greatly. Like if you want to do a push-up, it's like just doing – 10 practice push-ups every day at your counter is like i know it only seems small but it's like realistically when you're at the start there is no other way to do it it's like you have to start at grassroots and be proud of your grassroots excellent cool and then i would just kind of say to wrap it up then is anybody that is listening and has kind of struggled or maybe things haven't went to plan i would say be a little and realize that 
you know, you probably, you're only successful as your, say your experience level allows for, or your, say your education, your knowledge, your ability to kind of apply all of that. So if you fail, as long as you look back and take the lessons and then try and apply them lessons going forward, you're bringing experience into the next attempt. Um, so you probably just bit off more than you could chew because as Brandon kind of mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, you know, people that kind of want to go from zero to hero. Um, but I said, you probably haven't worked your way through the levels just yet. You probably haven't read enough books. You probably don't have enough experience. You probably, you know, just haven't done enough work just yet. So take, take the good and the bad, take whatever lessons and apply them then going forward. And I said, if you need any help or support, I said, you can feel free to message myself, Chris or Brandon, whether you're a client or not, we're, we're always kind of happy to help people. Um, and if you've got any 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 topics that you feel like would help you on the journey, you need a little bit more uh, specific advice on any part of it, I said uh, we've got loads of free tools and resources that we can send you away to kind of all that. So uh, would anyone like to add anything then before we wrap it up? Yeah, I heard a very cool quote. I think I heard Kevin Hart talking, and he was saying, you know, to work day in, day out and kind of feel like you're getting stuck in the same place, that's a real grind, you know. It's kind of like, you know, sometimes, as you said, you know, you've, 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 you've tried and you've failed, and objectively – people would know, you know, or people would think that you didn't get anywhere, but you know in your heart and your journey that you're trying your best and that you're keep giving these attempts. And objectively, again, it looks like you're not getting anywhere, but that's the grind. It's like if you generally are in your heart of hearts giving 110% effort and it feels like you're not going anywhere, but you know that this is just another attempt and you keep going back to scratch and you keep going back to scratch and you keep going back to scratch. It's like that is the grind. And most people will just, They'll give up after maybe three or four attempts. So you, you know, keep keep going back to scratch. Keep trying. There's, you know, there's a massive, massive amount of growth that's going to take place in that. You're just kind of waiting for it to take off. Chris and the nad. And the nad. Um, the only thing that was popping into my head was something like uh, the David Goggins mentality as well. Like, there, slow and steady wins the race, and that's the thing that should work for most people. Um, but for some people, if they want to to drastically overhaul their life it is possible to snap have everything switch yeah. and then all of a sudden you just start doing the hard work and you start doing everything all at once and um, the the risk to that is burnout uh, you might burn yourself out and lose energy lose motivation all that sort of stuff um but you'll see with the with the massive effort that you might make based on a decision of like an epiphany of motivation whatever it is where you know it's like someone who finally decides to quit smoking or someone who um, is like, the, enough is enough. Joe, this is it. I, I'm done with this sort of lifestyle. Which I was like, you can make a massive change with massive effort. And uh, to start with the small stuff, but do it excellently is a great way to do it. So like going for a run every day, whatever it is, or try like, and pushing through it and work like doing that massive overhaul in one day and you commit to it, I think can be really valuable as well, but only for a certain kind of person. Yeah, no, I, I do agree with that. Cause people, people like people, change when people change the change in an, in, in an instant you change in a moment like when people really make the change it happens in a heartbeat and what i would just to kind of wrap it up because I, I generally have to uh, have to have to go i got a call now um but to what you said brandon if you feel like in your heart of hearts that you are genuinely doing your best and you're not getting the results you really need to to seek external feedback because if you're genuinely giving your 100% best effort and you're not moving significantly in the direction that you want to go, you are making a strategic error in terms of where you're putting your putting your energy. And somebody with a little more experience in that field could really help you redirect that energy and that uh, that, that motivation, that passion um, a little bit better. Because I feel like most of us when we're unsuccessful is because we know we didn't give it our all. And that's kind of why 
why we fail because we most things we know like health and fitness is not complicated you know if you just ask yourself will this meal move me closer to my goal or further away from my goal that's pretty much everything you need to know about nutrition and it's already it's already in there in your 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 say your basic operating system so it's not complicated um it's that we we let ourselves down um so i'm gonna have to leave it there guys you want to kind of check in the note reach out to us on instagram www.fightfinish.com and we will see you in the next one peace Thanks.